0: paperkeg two hundred and sixty six. I'm your host, Dale
1: underscore A. Stepping in, he, he's the host that no matter what you rehearse two minutes before you record, it's absolutely out the window immediately.
0: I and 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 at right after we request, right after we rehearsed, I told him, Jonesy, I don't know the timing. I mean, Jonesy and Slim have this. Uh, uh, we we'll call it a cadence. It's a cadence. A, a kata. kata. It is a Between kata. the two of them. And the timing is down. It's perfect. It's beautiful. Somebody steps in who doesn't know the kata, who doesn't know his his piece in the puzzle, and he just comes in ramshackle like uh, some uh, bull in a china shop.
1: You know what it is? It's like we are on opposite sides of the mat. We both bow. Mm-hmm. you know, And I just do this beautiful you know, tan Sao fighting mm-hmm. stance. Mm-hmm. And then you just come in windmill with your, your hammer fist, Like you're right. just trying to swim through air. But you know, it's still a beautiful form and you should be celebrated every day for having right,
0: everybody. The judges are puzzled, but it gets me to like the third or fourth round, even though I have no <laughs> so, like training just, or formal and people are just mad. People who have trained for this fight, you know, for years they're mad because I beat them and they don't, And they're mad because I don't take it seriously, but I still got somewhere. I might not get all the way,
1: but you definitely placed. And people that have been training on the jong for like four years, like, are below you in a level, and all you did was just bully people off the Mm -hmm. mat. So, like, you, it's like you tricked the system. Mm -hmm. You know, you put you uh, to use it terms. You uh, Mm -hmm. added a rogue element into the (laughs) OS. To see how, to see what right, yeah. results it would right, produce. Michael Mann movies, uh, Black yeah, Hat, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, you peel away the OS, mm-hmm. and you know, and then you have the Do- the DOS, the the uh, behind the sure, curtain. Sure. I think it's. I think the technical term is behind the curtain in an IT. Yeah, setting.
0: behind the curtain interface is what they really yeah. call it. But yeah,
1: BTCI. You got it. Yeah, you yeah, got yeah. it. I mean, I could, I could probably just, I, you know, the tables a turn. I can go right into an IT company right now and get right. somewhere based on just my BS skills. Right. And us IT guys would you know. would
0: be hugely miffed. Like, look at him, so proud yeah. and like yeah. impressing the people he needs to impress. But we know, but it doesn't matter.
1: Mm-hmm. There's nothing behind it. But but yet still, when I sit down in my cubicle, you know, you're the best. All right. Yeah. There's some kind of montage where I'm just typing. And asking people about, did you get this ticket done? It ends in uh, 0041. Mm-hmm. Did you get that? Two o'clock last night. Man, two o'clock. Who's up at two o'clock? Using our stuff. The uh, reflection of the
0: screen is on your face while you're in the t- navigating mm-hmm. the ticketing system.
1: But then, like somebody walks away, and I just pull up my Amazon wish list. Like you just see the Amazon wish list reflection come up, right? Or or uh, Peggle, <laughs> and I'm just playing Peggle. <laughs>
0: Here we are. This is the Paper Keg Show. I am Dale underscore A. Thanks for,
1: thanks for sticking around as long as yeah. you did. If you've never listened to the show you're before. If you're still here,
0: bless you. Especially if uh, you're probably just like, oh, Paper Keg, I've they have 74 reviews on iTunes. Let me check those guys out. This is not one of those shows. Do we
1: have that many? Do we have 74? I think, we have 50-some last time. Yeah, like we, I think
0: we're up to 74. I mean, we're, the last review was maybe a year or two ago. But
1: we're That sounds we're about to, right. Pre-hiatus reviews. I don't think we have any reviews since we came back from (laughs) hiatus 2014.
0: Uh, Yeah, so here we are. It's a different kind of episode this week. Uh, We're just shooting from the hip. Uh, I was ill-prepared. I mean, you could put that soundbite into every one of our shows. Uh, Just copy and paste it from here on out.
1: Just go back and clip it. um, Just enter it. The one night that Slim
0: was available. Slim, rest his soul, not available for us this week. He is at uh, New York Comic Con uh, doing uh, mm-hmm. Facebook Live bits. He's doing bits on Instagram stories. He's uh, taking uh, behind the head shots of uh, our boy Charles Soul, And uh, that's just the first day of New York Comic Con. And he's got uh, the rest of the weekend.
1: I mean, it's safe to say he's the belle of the ball. When it comes to NYC, I mean, people are gonna see his new haircut with the side shave and the comb over, and I just imagine him in these very slim-fitting plaid short-sleeve shirts that, like, you could like you couldn't get a nickel between his skin and the shirt fabric. I mean, try as you might, but then somehow it explodes off his chest, and the only room. On the shirt is like from Nipples Up. You know what yeah. I mean? And, uh, he probably just looks fabulous. And he just,
0: in his brain, he's just thanks Orange
1: Theory every day of his gorgeous life. Mm-hmm. He's doing two finger push-ups like Bruce Lee. He's <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know why people find these hard. I mean, I'm just doing right. them. No change in my cardiac rhythm right. at I'm all. I'm just
0: doing a live podcast here while I'm
1: doing it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I got my recorder in my left hand and my two finger push-ups on my right. And I just... Now, this isn't even an effect. This is me just pushing up away from the microphone
0: as I go. I'll edit that in post with the levelator.
1: I'll yeah, pull that yeah camera right see? back.
0: That's why we keep you around, and
1: VP of the levelator.
0: Uh, while we had you guys, just Jonesy and I, we figured, you know what? Let's change up the format a little bit. Uh, no book club this week, guys. It's either going to be us just talking about anything we were talking about for the hour before we started to record... Or maybe we read some single issue comics this week, and we're gonna bring them to you live.
1: Now, before we get into our shtick, because we could flap. I mean, if you really wanted to, we could just take this down and call this PK the you know the Dale and Jonesy Diaries. Uh, I do want to talk about one book that I read that I got on a whim. But I actually am really loving, and it's He Man and the Thundercats issue one.
0: He Man and Thundercats.
1: Yeah. Now, let me stop you. I'm stopped. Put pick your jaw up off the uh, the desk. Yeah. It's the tone. Uh, first of all, the art is jaw dropping. Hmm. The tone of the book is nostalgia on steroids. It. Plays a serious story, but it obviously knows that it's homaging a cartoon show. So the premise of the book is as such: you know, uh, Mumra the Ever Living. I don't know if you did you watch any oh, of these I'm shows? Very
0: familiar. Yes, they were. Uh, so Mum I Mumra was, uh, the Ever Living has time, but you know,
1: <laughs> you were sixteen, I was eight. <laughs> uh, so anyhow, <laughs> Mumra the Ever Living has a nightmare that uh, Lionel is. Uh, you know, get him, good, and the craw. So he saunters over to his cauldron, you know, and summons up the ancient spirits of evil. Um, and they're like, hey, you know, we're gonna help. We're finally, we're gonna help you out, okay? Through the cauldron, they, it bubbles up. <laughs> so they're like, all you gotta do for us, Mumra, the ever-living, is um, we need you to a la sliders, uh slide into this alternate earth uh called Eternia, right? Where and all you gotta do is take this old gray sword called the Power Sword, or the sword of power. i now now I'm now I'm not so sure about the details from this bumbling idiot named Prince Adam. So Mamro's like done. So Flash Two Eternia and uh, Adam is like late for some ceremony and I'm going to paraphrase a little bit but in this hilarious moment Adam shows up late in the throne room and King Randor is like you know you're late how could you be late this is one of the most important days of your career I'm going to bestow this on you and when he holds up this like WWF championship belt (laughs) and what follows is like the tongue-in-cheek stuff I was kind of alluding to he's like don't you know what this is? And Adam's like, F-, he's like, F- it's a belt. And he goes to cringer. He's like, that's a belt, right? Is there anything special about that? And cringer's like, I'm pretty sure it's just a belt. So Adam's like, it's a belt. And he's like, No, it's not a belt. It's, you know, whatever, the symbol yeah. of our pe- holding up our people. <laughs> and he's like, he was like, It's a it's a belt to hold up my pants. Like he didn't <laughs> like, like it's absolutely hilarious. And then it get, and then it turns out, and then it just it turns from hilarious to bad A, because then Mummer shows up. He starts, you know, tearing the throw room asunder. Uh, Adam like is not quick enough on the draw to, you know, um. No, I'm getting this part wrong. So there's trouble afoot. Adam goes to hold up the sword and say, so, you know, by the power, of grace call, and he starts to say it, and the sorceress is like, hey, you're like chill. Uh, if you do that, you're gonna like they're gonna know where you are, and they're looking for the sword. Uh, so let's like let's let's circle group you know group around. Cir- let's circle group. I don't know what the hell I'm saying. The heck I'm saying. Bloop that out for me. Sure. So yeah, I, I will. Sorceress is Mumra in disguise. He takes the sword and impales it. Like they uh, spoilers, uh, kills Adam. Wow. And as, and as Adam is, like, gurgling his last breath, Mumra's like, what are you saying? And he's like, by the power of grace. So he, like, transformed mid-death into He-Man, healing oh, that's himself. Pretty that's pretty dope. And, like, like does, gives the old, the old one-two to Mumra. Mumra flies away. And He-Man's like, all right, I'm good. And then goes to get his sword, and Mumra's taken it. So now he's stuck in his He-Man form with, with no sort of power, and Mumra like that's the cliffhanger. Ooh. And let me tell you, I'm talking about a show, two shows I haven't seen in 20 years, and I was totally engaged the whole time. I thought it was hilarious. Oh. The art reminded me of the, um, not the mini books that were with the figures, but like if you ever got like Castle Grayskull playset, mm-hmm. and it came with like a 30 page comic like that. Uh, almost like D and D hardcover art. It's wow! Really, really good.
0: Okay. Really good. That's uh, that's very enticing to me. Man, they were. That takes me back. Was my was my favorite work.
1: character? Man at arms, in it. Man at arms. Was it? Um, I think I don't know if Man at Arms was my favorite. I don't. But I, I remember He Man not being my favorite. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite was the Owl. Remember the Owl guy?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. He was like yeah. stubby.
1: Yeah, and uh, my favorite Thundercat was Panther.
0: I remember the uh, that owl guy, the figure, like his legs were like springs, and he, like he would like spring yeah.
1: from his legs and like charge ahead. Right?
0: Is that the owl guy?
1: Yeah, but I, yeah, but I can't remember. I can't oh, think that he was. Any kind of good character,
0: yeah oh, I'm sure I'm probably gonna cut up
1: maybe I like the figure <laughs> yeah. more than I like the because ca- i don't I can't remember a single episode he he was in, although he's a master of the
0: universe, Then the uh the toy makers and the colluders did their work to sell toys oh
1: so yeah they, just they made that card they totally did i uh they got me hooked on it <laughs> sinker, so yeah, great comic i mean i i mean i'm I'm kind of burned out on weekly mm-hmm. comics and i I may um uh, I have to buy this book. Oh, so I forgot about the, the the stinger at the end of the book. Uh the ancient spirit of evil that may have been the ancient spirit of evil this whole time is actually Skeletor. Oh, yeah.
0: I was gonna I was gonna ask that follow
1: up. Yeah. Which which is like a connect the dots moment, but there's like a the last page, like Mama throws the uh the sword in and like Skeletor pulls it out. Right. Finally, oh, Skeletor's—he's cool. uh, all he had to do was bend time and space, <laughs> right. and have somebody else do his bidding. So fantastic issue! I, I mean, I—I I give it my highest possible recommendation. Okay, great. I'm going to follow that up with a uh, a little book,
0: uh, a little five-dollar book. I like to call it, and that's uh, Champions Number One. Champions okay. number one is from the uh, House of Ideas Marvel uh, with mm-hmm. your writer's favorite writer, Mark Wade, the helm with uh, my man, Umberto.
1: Oh, God. And so talk you knew,
0: like, I probably had other comics I could talk about tonight, but this would have to be the first one because it was a Humberto Ramos, Mark Wade uh, doing mm. a book,
1: the first issue where it cost $5. I. Just imagine you coming home from work, leaving your keys on the counter. You know you don't. You're not quick to turn the lights on. You know you go into your master bath. You turn on the hot water. You know you're getting yourself. You know just your muscles rippling. You know with your wife <laughs> beater right. on, and then you go to your record player, which is also somehow in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. You throw a record on the needle. The needle goes it's. You know, you sit in the tub. You open this book, and Lady in Red starts playing in the background. Man, Dale in Red is dancing with me, cheek to cheek.
0: You just nailed it. The whole scenario. The whole My scenario. My wife was pretty that, PO'd when she came in with the kids, <laughs> and I was in the bathroom with a with a with a book. I had to put these kids
1: down myself. Shh!
0: You just put your your, your finger to a lips. Shut sh- her up. Uh, so, Champions is uh, a comic that uh, appealed to me, obviously because of the the creative team, mostly alone. But on the cover was um, Ms. Marvel, Kamala Khan, the New Hulk, which is uh, Amadeus Cho. It's oh, it's yeah. all mm-hmm. of the um, it's the new face of Marvel, I guess, the new Nova. Uh, Miles Morales, and the the opening sequence is Kamala Khan. Uh, you know, obviously, since I've read the Avengers, a lot has happened, Jonesy. I think you know okay. it's, uh, to, so, it's a small to small thing to the say. Universe
1: is populated by Marvillennials. millennials.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Got it. So, uh, Kamala Khan is on the Avengers with uh, a Sam, the Falcon as Captain America. Oh. Okay. And uh they're fighting
1: Is it Falcat? Foul foul, is that what he goes at? <laughs> Falcat?
0: So uh they um they're having a tussle with the um the wrecking crew, you know, and they're like busting up like this train yard and this uh the subway cars and these uh railroad tracks get all messed up and and then the fight's over and people, you know, the the common man like a la Marvels they're left kind of like with the damage, and Ms Marvel is kind of like we can we help rebuild this this railway i mean we're in these people are kind of like in a bind now, and uh cap foul cap is like well yeah. now let's not get too crazy there's union there's like <laughs> unions that do this kind of thing there's i mean there's we don't really interfere we're not scientists, we just fought the bad guys. And uh, Kamala Khan quit the Avengers. She was on the Avengers during the time and she quit because the Avengers were just not taking the kind of stand that she kind of supported. And this was kind of fueled by, through flashbacks, Nova and Miles Morales kind of took that same stand and quit the Avengers issues ago, I suppose.
1: I just imagine like Falcap uh, like, heroically striking a pose, his wings fly out, and, like, he gets, like, a foot and a half in the air, and he's like, wait, what now? Like, he's like, this is the part where I just, I zoom off this way. All right. Yeah, yeah.
0: This is what I normally,
1: I mean, you, you also fly, right? Let's (laughs) wing out of here. So, uh, Kamala is, she's
0: peeved, and, um, she wants to do better, so you know, living or or kind of like hanging home, hanging up her costume. She's thinking like, what can I do to do better? She reaches out to Nova and Spider Man, the Miles Spider Man, and she's like, "You guys were right. Like this is not. I want to do better." So they start kind of like going around, like recruiting these members of a team. To Marvel Annials. yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty perfect. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they like they hit up Amadeus Cho, Hulk, mm-hmm. and um, they show up at Viv Vision's house, which is the daughter, the 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 fake thought up computer generated daughter of Vision, um, which and Scarlet Witch. Um, now I believe. This comes out of the Vision series that just ended after twelve issues, where he was working in DC, and he sort of like made this family, and I think his v- wife, critically acclaimed, yeah, it was very, very highly series. recommended by few papercake listeners. Um, his wife's personality was based on the Scarlet Witch, I believe, Freaky. but she's to be like the plugged-in Oracle type.
1: Oh, I'm thinking like vision separate wife oh yeah you know what i mean yeah
0: yeah 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 <laughs> so um yeah so i i mean i loved it like by the end her rousing speech about why they need to do this and get together and like there's all these little um panels on the pages like where these other young marvel heroes are kind of taking notice about what just happened went went down and they're like texting the team and they like somebody like branded their name the champions and they're like hashtag champions like it was totally like getting me hook line and sinker like they were getting tweets about it because it was being broadcast on tv and stuff it was really good i really liked it and i i like i mean mark wade just has a voice and can bring a voice and all these personalities to anything but
1: you know he's got a voice that transcends generations he he really does i mean he i don't know how he uh, i don't know how he does it i mean he could write a book like um irredeemable and then can write Mm -hmm. this book and it's the same guy yep I just it's astonishing his level Mm -hmm. of talent astonishing to me and we're lucky to uh I mean,
0: it's just cool that he does his own thing, which is fantastic, but I just love that he still claims sticks around and writes those Marvel books, you know? Lucky to have yeah.
1: him. I mean, he's probably, him and Slim are probably having cocktails oh, right now. Slim, idiot. Now, I, I couldn't do a roundtable episode without talking about an image number one, right? That's my mm-hmm. shtick. So I got a book that I'm gonna give you my house. I want, you need to read this book. It's called Green Valley. Okay. Okay. Imagine uh, Castle Greyhawk is real. And uh, these group of uh, archetypal knights defend this valley where this Castle Greyhawk Camelot exists. Barbarians are at the gate. These knights easily dispatch them. The elder statesman night is kind of is like I'm getting out you know what I mean I can't live this let's get married to his girl you know and his best friend's also night is like oh you know she gets you you know I'm not ready for you to leave later that night someone has let the barbarians into (laughs) the valley and uh, that's the cliffhanger and the uh the archetypal old knight in retirement, the knight in repose, you know, walks behind a wall and has his dead wife, his dead fiance like in a blanket. Whoa. And then all of a sudden they have to fight the barbarian horde and this like their leader is like a broken man. Uh but it's written imagine that it's written like an action buddy comedy and like Monty Python played straight. It's Max Landis did the writing. Oh, and it's okay. so on point! Wow. And if you like, uh, like our Legend, and if you like D anD D, and you like, you'll enjoy this book hmm. a lot. Okay, what's the? Uh, is this a new book? It's image number one came out this oh. week. Uh, it's Green Valley is the title. Max Landis on words, and Giuseppe Camuncoli Oh see, yeah, see si, si. on art. Uh, you know mi Amico. You know, see, yeah, that's uh, yeah. he said uh,
0: he did some Spider-Man's in his day, still does.
1: So oh, it was, uh, that's cool. I didn't know, very, I mean, not that I keep on,
0: but with Max Landis's work, but I didn't know he was doing anything like that. That's that's kind of neat. I
1: would, yeah, and very, I mean, the book is hilarious at times, hilarious, and at times heartbreaking. Hmm. Yeah, it was pretty good. So
0: I. Read myself an image number one this week. And my heart skipped a beat when you told me you read, read an image number one this week. And uh, I was like, we read the same book. And that's how we're going to close out the show. Yeah. But yeah. it was not Green Valley number one. This was called what was it? Moonshine
1: number one. Oh, you know what? I thought for a mm-hmm. split second you were going to talk about Trigger Man. Oh, yeah. Not an image book. But did you read I that? I did not.
0: I almost bought that. <laughs> I think the uh, five dollar Marvel mm. book swayed my decision. though.
1: now yeah, of course, because you probably spent sixty eight dollars to read one Mark Wade book. But anyway, so
0: go ahead. Moonshine number one is from uh, the uh, One Hundred Bullets creative team, Brian Azzarello mm. and Eduardo Rizzo. Wow, that one! Wa- oh yeah, the uh, moonshine is about nineteen twenty nine prohibition, United States, and um. A mafia boss in New York City kind of gets uh, a, a sample, comes comes by a sample of some of the best shine being made and he sends one of his uh, captains down south in like the Appalachian Mountains where it's God. being s- distilled and he's like, I want you to find this guy, Hiram Holt is the guy's name. I want you to find Hiram. him. Mm-hmm. and um make a deal with them i want this stuff coming up here everybody's going to get a taste obviously you know this guy's not uh, totally above board so maybe hiram holt you know loses in the end uh the very uh this captain plays it like he he goes down south he plays it like uh you know he treats these people like stereotypical hicks hicks like he doesn't give them the respect they deserve he treats them like they might be uh you know a little low on the uh, smart scale and he finds hiram holt deep in the mountains and he uh he starts like playing the game and it turns out hiram holt obviously is a little more a little smarter than that and he uh he takes them on a tour, like, eventually takes them on a tour of the uh, the still. They walk deep in the woods, and uh, he finds, like, he basically, may, like, takes them on a tour to show him that he's not kind of playing around, and this flashes back to the beginning of the book. There are three government men, like, walking the backwoods of this Appalachian Trail. He's like, I'm telling you, I saw something. It's here somewhere. And like the other guys losing doubt, and they all got their FBI badges like hanging from their jacket and stuff, and they get attacked by a werewolf and ripped to shreds at this distillery area.
1: So, some, I'm going to be honest, did not see that coming. Yeah, it's 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 <laughs> like it's. I only I knew
0: it was a werewolf because of the the solicits, but like it's heavily implied. They don't show the werewolf in the first book, but it's. It's. It took a turn. It's going to take a pretty interesting turn because, like, who's the wolf? Is it, you know, this brother that's like shows up naked and like destroyed? Wolfy, yeah. Is he have a tail? He's
1: very wolfy. <laughs>
0: but it was, I mean, the colors were so good on this book that um I, I don't know. Yeah, I highly recommend somebody. You guys check it out. It's really good. Wow. What was the
1: title again? It's Called Moonshine. Moonshot. Oh, I get it. Uh-huh. Moon. Yep. Working on a different level for me now. Yeah, it is. Oh, totally man. works. I read a, I read a couple other books. I won't extend this episode. Trigger Man was really good. Uh, elevator Pitch is the mafia breaks a famous gunman out of jail for one last hit. And how is he going to get his freedom and not get killed by the mafia? And it's, like very, it's mm-hmm. a very road to perdition. Mm-hmm um, uh, also read cannibal uh, and uh, forgive me, I don't know the publisher. um it just it the cover reminded me of Southern bastards mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's written by Brian Buchcciolado uh art by Matthias bergara. It's an image book. It's an image number one Shocker <laughs> um it's basically uh 20 years ago. Uh the South um uh, Southeast US. Um instead of zombies, you have crazed cannibals that retain their they know who they are. They just when they have this uncontrollable hunger to eat people oh. and uh how that affects this small town uh in Hogs River. So it's good. It's great book. Uh, I recommend it. So they're completely Um,
0: like cognizant of who they are. They work and they live. They have
1: their own identity. They're just like, they get struck by this hunger and they have to go eat a person. Uh, and I apologize. I, I did not give credit where credit was due. Jennifer Young also shares writing duties on this book and, uh, very, very good. So I would recommend that one as well. Uh, actually I don't think I read a bad book. All these number ones are good. And I took advantage of, uh, this Iron Fist sale, and um, I'm wondering when they'll let me return the books. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh,
0: is that the? I mean, is this uh, post uh, post Andrews?
1: No, this is uh like the old stuff. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. So it's not the. Uh, I I did finally read all of Fractions Run. well, not just Fraction, but Brew Baker and Fraction. Uh, immortal iron fist that we did the first volume through because they were all three ninety nine for the whole volume. That's so cheap. I did catch up. So I was like, let me I'll also go and look at the older stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh I was like, Whew <laughs> All right. You know, and I I mean I now I have more than a passing interest in martial arts. So I was like, oh, this is like geared for a martial artist and it I mean they talk about BLG, which is a Wing Chun form. And like, I was like, oh, like the third page. Mm. So I'm like, oh, okay, I can really relate to this stuff. And by like the the third issue, I'm like, man, this is getting deep. Like, because they're referencing battles that take place thousands of years ago with no visual reference. Oh man. So no flashback. And so there's like, there's, there's literally a page where Davos is on the left side and then on the right side is his, the whole right side of the page is his exposition. I oh was my like, gosh. holy! Where's the martial arts action right. that I was promised in the cover? You know, right. if reading were a martial art, I would have gotten my black belt uh, while <laughs> reading
0: this volume. It's probably, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing last night. It's probably two thirty or three a.m. You're, you're lying mm-hmm. sideways on your couch, mm-hmm. the iPad light blasting you in the face. Mm-hmm.
1: And You're reading. Uh, this. For those of us just joining us, uh, I'm an insomniac and. Uh, Everyone at um, Q3 16 experienced it firsthand, much, and it, I'm pretty sure it freaked everybody out. (laughs) At one night, Dale was also up, and like I was trying to be quiet, and Dale coughed through the floor to let me know he was awake, Mm -hmm. and I I should take advantage of it and come (laughs) hung out. But yeah, you, I get so when you're insomniac and you're with a new group of people, you get sense you get sensitive about getting up at night and walking around because you're like oh i don't want to wake anybody else up and right i don't want like what i really didn't want to happen is like be in the kitchen and like standing in the kitchen and doing something and somebody like opening their eyes and just seeing a dark figure in the room could you think about that you're like how could really freak somebody out just walking around this house so you just like i rolled over and i watched catch her sleep in the, the next bed for like a good 10 minutes, like just trying to will him awake with my mind. because mm-hmm. yeah. I wanted company. Yeah, I get that because, you know, had you have known that I was down to
0: like hang out in the screened gazebo where it was pitch black and light some candles, you know, and just chill, <laughs> you would have been out there, but you don't yeah. know like who's up,
1: what's going, what's doing. Yeah, and, and it sucks because... How how it affects me is I will get tired at the regular time or I will get tired till 2 or 3 a.m. So there's no consistency to it. Mm. So like we were so physically worn out from like kayaking, kind of doing our thing, that I would go to bed with everybody at like 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And then my body says, well, if you've had four hours, it's time to get up. So I wake up at 3. Mm. And then I have to get myself back to sleep around 6 or 7. Mm then we're all back up at eight o'clock anyway. So it's, it's just,
0: I mean, we, we don't, we probably won't talk about it all, but we had a great couple of days, just guys hanging out on the lake, Mm -hmm. kayaking, late night fires, early morning fires, more coffee than I probably had. I haven't, two years. Since then, I haven't not had a cup of coffee, at least one cup. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it was remarkable. I was just,
1: Jonesy, I mean, we were just drinking coffee, pots of it. Oh, my God. How many times did I probably say, would you like me to put a pot on? And everybody was like, yeah. Yeah. We were like, let's do it. We didn't have any food in the house. We had
0: Jonesy's quart of half and (laughs) half, thank God.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I was the only one that that brought food, really. I thank God I brought lunch meat and cheese and bread. Dude, you're absolutely... I probably saved all of your lives that
0: week. You probably did. Like, luckily, I wasn't. I was completely not in the mood to plan ahead. Like, I didn't want to like pack a bunch of food that we weren't going to eat because I just figured, you know, I I figured it was. It's hard to figure because you don't know, but you just assume that there's going to be stuff around. But they're like when we got there. There was nothing. There was nothing. Like there was a town a half hour away where we could have gotten lunch, meat, and stuff like that. But by then it was like day night two or day three, and uh, for lunch, like
1: we would eat breakfast. Would we eat breakfast or no? What what we do? What we, do, we had a loaf of bread and we would eat dried toast because we didn't have butter. Oh yeah, and
0: I brought my. <laughs> I personally just brought my yogurts. I had my yogurts for breakfast, and that would sustain right. me to lunch. And then like lunch. We would end up eating dinner at like four or five, but so we need something in between there. And luckily, you had your lunch, meat, and cheese, and it mm-hmm. lasted
1: all weekend long. Hmm. I didn't bring any home, thankfully. Yeah. So, I mean, that's always a good it thing. It really worked and, uh, out. <laughs> we all do, all of us, all five of us just brought a case of water. Like, oh, that's all we need. We just, <laughs> just bottles of, this is all we need to, to sustain ourselves. Yeah. But we did, We had an. All, I mean, I had an awesome time. I had never kayaked before, mm-hmm. so I got in a kayak for the first time ever. Did great the first day, and then I made the critical error of taking a two man kayak out by myself the second day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was and uh, apparently in that scenario you should weigh down the other seat with sandbags. So there was a there was a lot of wind on the lake coming back to the house. We we kayaked about an hour and a half out. I mean, it's a Pretty significantly sized lake, oh, and then you know we're gonna we're gonna kayak back. So at this point, it, the storm's coming on. So like the wind is just taking the light front end of my kayak and just spinning me around in circles. So and it <laughs> starts th- it starts to rain on the lake. I'm spinning around like a top, <laughs> uh, karate Chop and, and uh, catcher are like like just canoeing majestically and i'm just like i'm just i've never used the muscle groups in my back and core and arms the way i had to just to like keep barely keep up with them so ketcher looks up at one point i've just given up i've laid back in the kayak i have my feet out i have my oar tucked in i'm like just go guys i'm a grown man <laughs> i'll find my way back home i can't do this anymore this is the most maddening thing on the planet i need to take five Catcher be still his Canadian heart throws me a line and they start paddling me back to shore. So like they're telling me and I and I'm kind of trying to paddle, but like every time I paddle, I'm like screwing them up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So uh we get like really close to the house and like we don't remember where the house is. We didn't like <laughs> we didn't like drop a pin, we didn't do anything. So like catcher at this or not catcher, but karate chop at this point is like beyond frustrated. Right. He's like he's he doesn't just, know he's, he's trying to be nice is.
0: because like but like your insomniac scenario, he's just right. trying to like
1: Right. He he's yeah, you know, one of the sweetest guys on the planet. He <laughs> but like he's got the dad voice down to a T. Where he's like, so do you guys remember <laughs> where we are? And and you know, you just little, and catcher is like part psychiatrist, part canoeer, you know part bleeding heart he's just getting us. he's like no like th- this is it that's like he's just like super cool and i'm in the back like i don't think we're here i don't have no idea where- and i've been there i've already kayaked that like i have no idea where we are and uh mm-hmm. so at some point karate chops looks behind his eyes like you don't have to look you have to get that <laughs> rope off he's gonna have to fend for himself and, and and I'm like in the back. I'm just like I mean I, I'm just like I'm fine. Like let the rope. Like I'm good now. Like the All wind has right. stopped. I like but like <laughs> just, so we we of course ribbed him mercilessly for the next three days. Like the running joke was uh, Mike. You know catcher's real name I guess, but is Michael. So like, Michael cut the rope. <laughs> cut the rope, Michael. He's on his own. He's dead. weight. just leave. He's him. no good to us now. Just leave him.
0: If he comes back, he comes back. If he, he doesn't.
1: It was his own dumb fault to take a two-man kayak out, right. let him learn his lessons, <laughs> cut the rope. Uh, so yeah. we had a terrific time. We uh, we hang. We, where did we hang out? Was the, uh, what was the name of the bar? The Oxbow? The Oxbow Inn. Yeah. Oh my God, the Oxbow Inn was incredible. The, uh, the In It Speculator had the best chili mm-hmm. I think I've ever had in my adult life. It's so good, in fact, that I've been on a chili kick since I got back. So have I. I Totally I went to some. the grocery store and got like canned chili. I mean, it's not good, it's canned chili. Right. But like, I want to experiment, you know, get a slow cooker, or get some real like homemade chili going mm-hmm. on. Yeah, I had you some know, for my birthday.
0: Like, my mom made me s- my favorite. And uh, if I ever, I think I might have, I'm going to bring you, next time I
1: see you, I have a frozen bag of it that I froze. Mm. I'm going to bring it to you. You know what? I'm going to go potluck. I'll make some of that stew that I make mm. and we'll do a prisoner exchange. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, I love that That's, idea. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like going, like no one can see me, but I'm right. like, my fingers are going, his fingers are going macho man style. I mean, he's yeah, he's going. And I'm That's totally fine. macho fingerings right now, and I can't even do it because I'm like, I have my left hand sports wrap, so like I'm like trying, trying to get my digits together, and it just looks, te- it looks like I'm having some kind of apoplexy <laughs> or seizure in my hand that I can't. But it's you know, I'm ready. You're ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Get that stew going. I'll go get the you know I'll get the carrots. You know the you know the the secret to the stew is baby carrots chopped up, mm. and you get that you get them morsel sized. You know, Right. so you're not then, dealing so with like a huge get, hunk of carrot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And see, when you get the beef, like falls apart the second day in the slow cooker, you can go with a big spoon and get carrot, celery, onion. Beef all in one bite. Oh, yeah. And that's, and then maybe if you're getting kind of crazy, that, you know, the stew's starting to turn day three, you throw some orzo in there. Mm. You know, just let it cook and just soak the flavor. And then you got yourself a little pasta dish. There's there's so many things you can do with the stew. Mm. You know, this took a weird turn. Man alive. This this compa podcast where it's also now, now we're cooking in slow cookers with, uh, (laughs) Dallin Jonesy. That's uh,
0: just, uh, you know, real quick. I read one last comic this week. Hardly oh, yeah, worth talking me. about. The Enchanted Tiki Room. I'm a big fan of, uh, you know, Walt Disney World. Mm-hmm. Big fan of their attractions. Mm-hmm. Not a big fan of this comic book.
1: Ooh. Just, you know,
0: try check out The Haunted Mansion instead. That comic gem. But. Um, Disappointing. Yeah but that we just leave it at I wanted to get that out there just to prove that I read another one <laughs> you
1: know? to get on the record yeah yeah because
0: who knows when I'll read another single issue again
1: so I'm going to I'm going to on the air produce as I typically do let's leave the letters for when Slim returns so in case any questions are posed to him great idea he has Jim. the opportunity to answer them to the group mm-hmm. uh. What else? What else? Do we want to do any uh, biz dev on the tail end of this episode? I imagine as I'm rambling on right now, the uh, Okanosis is uh, like starting to queue up in the background, just to like it's the hook coming on the stage to pull me off. If I get,
0: if I possess those sort of editing skills, I will, uh, I will make it happen. If not, we might not even get any music this episode. Who knows?
1: You know what? Do we? We don't need. You know, people they don't tune in for the music for Clap for Them Killers or Okanosis. they you know
0: they could listen on they could cue that up on YouTube if they really needed it you know
1: I mean that's what I do I mean I'm all the time killing up videos on YouTube too mm-hmm. actually that's not even close to the case but if I did it would be okenosis and you know Clap for Them Killers we should just do a cold stop right there, where people are just confused by that conversation, and it goes right to the dial ten. We don't even do a fireside. Yeah. So, should I tell the listeners what I did to my hand today, like a dummy? Yeah, you could tell. You could yeah, tell us. You want to flap it during this paper keg fireside? We got a few minutes in this fireside, so you know I've been uh, uh taking. Wing Chun uh, for the last six months. And uh, I think it's taken me six months to get passing good at it, you know? I'm still at a very beginner level in my uh, my own estimation of myself, but I'm starting to get the concepts pretty good Mm -hmm. to where you can start kind of playing around with different moves. You're not trying to just like do like technique after technique. And so... I train with a guy who's exceptional. he's a four year student he's very good and uh so I tried to do a pretty complicated maneuver that he had like taught me earlier in the night, and I tried to use it against him and Of course, he knew exactly what I was setting him up for, so he like threw his like massively conditioned martial arts wrist block and my you know, I was turning an elbow into kind of like a back fist. It's kind of like making a hinge. You know, how, you know, it's a way to have short range powers by making a hinge of yourself and doing a quick strike. Uh, kind of like a backwards, like if somebody were doing like an MMA, like a hammer fist. Imagine a hammer fist in the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. So of course, I miss completely because he's significantly better than I am, and he just manipulates me to go in the wrong way. And I smack the top of my hand on this kung fu wrist he's got, and I don't even realize because the match is kind of still going on. And then he stops me to ask if I'm okay. I'm like, "Oh, what do you mean?" I look down at my hand. And there's literally a baseball mm. underneath my skin. I and uh, apparently it's a common injury that your muscle will fold on itself yeah. under the skin. That's why, um, I guess it's why boxers tape their hands. I don't know so he in very true sportsman like he massaged the muscle back in the place for me and uh, I, I was very con- he was very considerate of him nice. Dale made a joke earlier that he's probably like, not medically qualified for that at all and I'll probably have like lasting tearing <laughs> right. damage in the muscle <laughs> I have I
0: think maybe we should try to massage that down but I don't
1: I, I mean, don't really know for sure y- using none of my med school uh, <laughs> I think we should massage that <laughs> med school or my, uh, that uh, muscle down so then I, I, I very, I felt bad, but it was really killing me, and I had to stop and get, uh, I you know, I tried to ice it down, and it, the swelling went down, but not. of course, as soon as the swelling goes down, like, the pain starts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they recommended that I, I tape it after the fact to just kind of give it a little gentle pressure. to Keep it down. And so I, I had to wrap my hand in the light of a CVS, you know, in the parking lot. And then make Dale super late for this episode, so
0: you're like somebody who's uh, been shot and like goes into CVS to buy the gauze and the the rubbing oh, yeah. alcohol to treat yourself in the back of your truck. You're it's like, like that, ripping open uh, stuff with your teeth, ripping open that back.
1: scene from Mark Wahlberg's Shooter where he's like patching himself, he's doing his own ser- or like Rambo where he uh, lights the arrow on fire <laughs> and seals up the the gunshot wound. Yeah, yeah only I'm not quite that ripped. Uh, so yeah, it Think of the fat version of that, where all I'm doing is just like wrapping this this pudgy hand digits that I have. Uh, but you know, in a way, kind of like a badge and honor. It's my first significant sparring injury, yeah. and then I forgot to tell you later in that same sparring match, I got um, finger jabbed in the eye. Oh. Wasn't fast enough, and I, I got raked in my right eye, and I was I was like, oh my god, if I come home. And my hands wrapped and I have an eye patch on, my wife will never let me go to Wing Chun yeah. again. She's like, No, it's done. You're You'll over. just have to lie and say you got beat up like Yeah, I got jumped yeah, on my way yeah. out. And and then the next question is, Well, did you use any of your Wing Chun? Uh <laughs> Wait. Wait a minute. Please don't please don't catch me in that kind of lie. Uh so now I have to deal with the ridicule I'm gonna get at work tomorrow. Mm. Cause we will absolutely I mean, if I thought it was a black belt in having to read old Iron Fist issues, I'm going to need all my verbal Wing Chun to block what's coming tomorrow, because mm-hmm. I'm going to have to take, I mean, I have a physical job, I'm going to have to take my hand up to prevent further injury. Oh,
0: man. You're going to get eaten alive.
1: It's like Lord of the Flies in there, mm-hmm. and if I don't have the talking uh, horn, then uh, forget it, you know? Yeah, you're done. Just might as well just quit tonight. Just text my boss. Broke my hand at Kung Fu. We'll never come in again. <laughs> so there you go. That's it, All boss. Right. <laughs>
0: All right. That's that was uh paper keg two hundred and sixty six. Uh review us on iTunes. You know what? People or don't still probably seek that out as a way of judging, basing their just
1: podcasting decisions, maybe. Um, I can't imagine that's the case at all. In my own opinion, mm. yeah. Yeah. but remember how tech savvy I am when I tell you,
0: right? Exactly, and that was a uh, two hundred sixty-six in the can. Next week we will be back. Slim with us. We will be reading Insects, Insects Sexts by uh, AfterShock
1: Comics, I believe. Super popular with the kids. With the Enials, Super popular book. Yeah, we
0: will uh, see you next week. There may or may not be music at the end of this episode right about now.